Hello and welcome to the fourth episode of the Elm Park Rolls podcast. My name is Paul Mann and I also run the Elm Park Rolls site. So we had the traditional collapse. We thought maybe we'd seen the end of it. We'd had the uh, good win at Aston Villa. But no, 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 no. It came back. It came back and it bit us again. For the whole of the first half, it sounded like Nottingham Forest were on top and managed to get one goal, but could have had other ones. And then in the second half, it sounds like they got what they deserved, to be honest. I don't think anyone who's uh, seen any of the game or probably was at the game would think anything else but that the Forest should have won that game. It seemed that, from what I read and what I've seen, that the mentality wasn't great. We seemed a bit slow, but is it mentality or is it just we just don't have the right players in the team or not maybe being picked by the manager, but we just don't have that right player when we play away, who's going to toughen them up. I think we definitely miss McShane, but we'll come on to that one a bit later. But the goals as well were poor. Gunter for the first goal, terrible pass into the middle of the pitch. Williams beaten far too easily for the second goal. Behrens just, well, <laughs> what was it? It was a kind of like, go past me. Uh, if you wish to score, that is the way. I will direct you. Um, Blackett, third one. And the third goal as well was just man, it was tackle. No, no. It's an idea. You're a defender. It would be nice if you put a foot in there at some point. But, you know, have a think about it. No, no, no. It's in the back of the net. So there we are. No, no need. Mentality didn't look great. Bit sloppy. Maybe the players think that they're there already, which if you look at, the table, it's hard to disagree that we probably are there. We probably could lose our last two games and still make the playoffs. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think we'll win probably on Saturday. But uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. But is it mentality or is it just actually we just don't have that really strong player in midfield? I mean, we're playing players that Kelly, I really like Kelly, but. Is he a player that's going to be starting in the playoff matches, him and Swift together? I'm not sure that's a good idea. So I'll come on to that in a minute, though. But yeah, another disappointing result away from home. And worse than that, a disappointing performance, really. Apart from the last 20 minutes or so, when obviously we came right back into it. But even then, it's just too late. You can't be giving away three goals. And if you do that in a playoff match, it's going to be all over in the first leg if it's away. So, yeah. Now, if we do make it to the playoffs, which I think is uh, done, I think we will have to, if we're in the away leg first, or obviously we're going to play the second leg, I think we have to play 3-5-2. Now, the problem with the 3-5-2 that I've picked that we should be playing, there's few issues with injuries here, which isn't great. My back five... And then Al Habsi in goal would be Al Habsi, Abita, Blackett, Moore, McShane, and Gunter. Abita and Gunter, I think, both look better when they're not playing as a full back, a traditional one. They both look slightly better when they're allowed to push up the pitch a bit and they've got the security of the three central defenders. In midfield, in a perfect world, I'd have Danny Williams, Vanderberg, and Evans. Now, Vanderberg has come back from injury this week in his training alongside McShane. It would be good if they could get in the game, possibly against Burton. So then they would be able to at least some fitness 
after being out for quite a while, both of them. But they seem to come back. Vandenberg's a bit more of a worry. Seems to take a few games to get warmed up and up to speed. But I think the sort of playing Williams as the only central midfielder who can really tackle is a bit of a worry. That's why I wouldn't play Kelly and Swift in the same lineup. But But I would play Swift just behind Jan, floating around and... Then he can interchange and the Dutch system that we seem to have, we can all revolve around and we'll become quite a flexible system. So I think that was probably our best options. There's a few injuries there, but I think that's what we should do. I don't want to see 4-3-3 and I do not want to see Blackett at left back. That is one thing that is a scary thought. That is just not, I just don't want to see that at all. Al Habsi also needs to... He didn't make any mistakes in the first game. There was, there was no fault of his own, but he's made a few errors in the last few weeks. But, yeah, he's still been a very good player. And uh, that moves us on slowly to the player of the season. My player of the season would be Al Habsi. I would give him the player of the season because I think he's been essential. Not just because of what he does on the pitch. I think he's just an incredibly good person. He's been really good. Saving us the situations in the first half of the season when we were playing, not really terrible, but we weren't playing that well in a lot of games. He kept us in it and then we managed to nick a goal, especially at home. He did that quite a few times. I can think of um, games even against Derby at home when Vidra could have made it 2-0. He made a fantastic save. Then we go to score the late equaliser. He's had endless games like that when he's, he's changed the match around. In second place, I would have uh, Liam Moore. He's been a brilliant signing. Made a few mistakes, like every player will over 40 games or so. But yeah, he's been absolutely brilliant. Really composed on the ball. Proper leader. Really, really good player. And definitely worth more than what we've paid for him. If we were to sell him now, he'd probably be worth four or five million, wouldn't he? Got to be at least. In third position, that's a tricky one because uh, Swift has had a really good start of the season. He's come back a bit back into form recently. Scored an important goal against Rotherham. And then you've got Jan, who scored all the goals this season. And you've got Liam Kelly, who's come in and done really well. Williams has done okay as well. McShane's been all right. But I think it has to go to Jan. He's got 16 goals. I wouldn't have said that maybe a month ago, but now I'm starting to think, yeah, Jan probably should be in there. 16 goals. He puts in a shift and, yeah, I think that's who I would go for. That would be my top three. Let me know what your top three is. Probably totally different to mine. Uh, moving on to a question that Neil has asked, mostly Bobbins. He's asked, if we don't make the playoffs, then what would be required for the squad for next season? Well, that is a very good question. Um, these are all hypothetical things. We don't know if the owners are going to come in, it's going to change, uh, ties are going to stay. I suspect we'd have to sell some players and go back to the SMJ. S SMJ? What am I talking about? SJM ways of uh, cutting cloth. One of his favourite phrases of his uh, life. He loved that one. Um, I think if we were in a perfect world and we keep the players that we want, players like Swift, Moore, Kelly, they all stay and Everything's lovely in the world of uh, Red and Football Club. I think we definitely need another defensive midfield. That's something that we've lacked all season, especially away from home. We need someone experienced one. We don't don't need to be signing a young one. Vanderberg is far too injury prone. He, we all thought he'd get sent off at least three or four times a season. He's actually just been injured quite a lot of the time. So 
that's actually helped his disciplinary record quite a lot this season. I think we definitely need another striker. Jan's done a good job, but he needs some help up there, and he gives us another option. And if he was to get injured, if he'd have been injured at any point in this season between the end of the transfer window, we could have been in real trouble because Graben took a long time to get going because he wasn't match fit. Lack of confidence as well. I think you definitely need a stronger left winger in that position as well. I think Roy Behrens has got some ability, but he's so weak. He's just oh, infuriating. Any kind of physical contact and he's down on the ground like he's been shot by a sniper. But he has also done a lot of good things, so that's a little bit harsh maybe. On the flip side, if we go up, what do we actually need to improve? I'd say quite a lot to stay up. But how bad are we compared to Hull City when they went up last season as their squad? Way better than ours. It probably was a bit better, but it's not incredibly better. I mean, if you look at the Brighton squad that's going up, that's definitely better than ours. That's, that's no debate on that one. They've got some really good players there and they're experienced and they're used to being at the top of the league. So, no. But I think um, if we were to go up, which could happen, I still think it's going to happen. I think that we'd need to get two central defenders at least. McShane's good, bit injury prone, but not so good on the ball. Liam Moore, I think he'd be fine. I think fullbacks, especially Gunter, would definitely upgrade there. Definitely. You'd need more competition for our Habsi. You'd need more quality in midfield experience. You need experienced players. We've got quite a young team in many ways of uh, not playing enough games. So I think, yeah, we'd have to spend quite a lot of money. But then if the Chinese overlords come in and then all of a sudden we've you know, got billionaire owners and we can uh, spend money like there's no tomorrow, this would be great because that has always worked out for us. No memories of a certain Russian at all. No, I won't take you to that very, very dark place. But what do you think that we'd need to add if you're listening to this? Let me know. Do you think we are OK for midfielders? Do you think that... Jan in his last year would be enough. I mean, that's uh, a bit optimistic, isn't it, to think that we don't need another striker. So, yeah, you probably do think that. But you definitely think, uh, let me know. Get involved and, uh, yeah, great. Now on to this weekend when we're going to be playing the mighty Wigan, who are uh, absolutely adrift and have a very, very... Very small chance of staying up when that dreaded phrase comes in, which we've all seen as Reading fans. Mathematically, they can stay up. Well, I think we're going to end the mathematics on uh, Saturday, and I think we're going to beat them 3-1. And I don't think it's going to be an incredibly hard match. I'm feeling good about this one. This may be, I don't know, maybe it's because it's nearly the weekend, I'm going away soon. Maybe that's the atmosphere that I'm feeling. I'm feeling happy about life. But hopefully they will actually add to this uh, mood and get the win. I do not want to be away and find out that they actually haven't got the win and it's all torturous. That would be horrible. So, yeah, I'm going for 3-1. Just having a quick look at the poll. Shows that uh, 82% of you think we're going to win, 6% would lose and 12% uh, uh, draw. So, yeah, similar amounts of optimism as uh, me so uh, yeah get voting on that one get involved and uh, let me know what you think of this week's uh, podcast via the uh, twitter site uh, elm park rolls uh, uh, it's uh, been good uh, thanks a lot bye